Hey guys, welcome to the Katie May Show. I am Katie May. I hope you are ready to keep it real and talk all things marriage because that is what I do. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey in the pursuit of having an awesome marriage and accepting nothing less for this one and only life we get to have here together. Let's do this. So, oh, hi everybody. Me and Richard are just chatting. Uh, welcome. And I've been recording this whole time because so many times we always have these conversations before the podcast recording actually starts and it's like, cool. Yeah. And we, ha- we already had some fun dialogue. <laughs> so maybe, maybe we'll release that. But uh, welcome everyone. And if you're new here, I am Katie May. I am the founder and host of this lovely group, Marriage Empowered. And if you're catching us on the podcast for the replay, then welcome. I am also your host and CEO of Katie May Coaching. I help high achieving women transform their relationships and marriages into the ones they've always wanted. And I have an awesome guest for you guys today. They always love when I have men, like always, like I get the most response when they're like, oh, a man's here. Yes, we get a man's point of view. So I know your talents go far beyond just being a man and, and your value, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, Richard and I have had the pleasure to get to know each other and, um, he is a, uh, he is also a coach, a men's coach, executive coach. And, uh, I have had the pleasure of actually being on the other side of a coaching call with Richard and he is unbelievable. So um, I want you guys to all give Richard a warm welcome. And Richard, tell the audience about yourself. <coughs> uh, my name is Richard uh, Earl Lonsberry, and I am officially caffeinated. So I have the liquid courage to move forward and do that. Um, I am a men's coach, you know, like Katie said, I'm very honored to be here. I'm very honored to, uh, you know, emulate the the phrase of Wayne Dyer, how may I serve? Um, I'm here specifically for that, right? Because I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of what you do. I'm a fan of how straightforward and just zero bullshit, right? Rooted in painful compassion, yeah. <laughs> you know? that you do i um and i i heard your heart and your dedication to your people and that inspired me to want to be here right like i'm not promoting a book tour i'm not doing anything i'm here specifically because i want to be and i'm here because of you uh, and and your devotion it's it's inspiring legitimately and i want to say thank you for everyone uh, <clears throat> a little bit about me I um, love what you said about my talents exceed becoming a man, but the irony here being is that my entire journey was about going back to making peace with that and then having that be my point of power. Yeah. You know, my wounded relationship to masculinity and spending 30 years as a professional victim, being a toxic nice guy, being a people pleaser, being off center and outsourcing my well-being and my happiness, pedestalizing women, um, you know, dating them, uh, uh, objectifying them, um, being a piece of shit, 
Like, really, there's no other way of saying it. But being like, I was probably one of the most insidious pieces of shit because I got very spiritual about it, right? Like I was like, I was a cross between toxic nice guy and spiritual bro and personally developed pretentious douchebag, right? And <laughs> so oh, it was like, I love that you said that. So to get, just paint a little bit more of a picture on that, when you say you were spiritual with it, as in like what you would say, you would say I'm this way because I'm spiritual or like get, give us a little pic snippet when, of what that would look like. When, when, you know, a trap that you can fall into, right. Mm -hmm. With, with in becoming more conscious and more aware and more woke, if you will, is you all, you have access to this vernacular, right. You have access to this vocabulary and the sort of way of speaking and, and being and relating because it's, uh, so much of spirituality is about introducing you to like the masculine and feminine energies and a whole new paradigm. Right. We are, we are all one. Everything is love. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like let's all just like turn the lights off and feel around and just have orgies, because, <laughs> you know, because it, it doesn't matter. Life is meaningless and God loves all of us. Nah, 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 nah. And it's like, okay, cool. Vaya con Dios. You can go ahead and do that. But, if there's an agenda attached to it and there's sort of like a, you know, yeah. there's a editorial nature to that, that I feel kind of sucks. <laughs> right. Is, you know it, is it predatorial or is it superiority? It could be both. I don't know. Sure. I, yeah. well, and that's like, cause I experienced that very much in my early years of my marriage was that because I had such a strong connection with God um, that I got lost in the religion of it. Mm. And I, and I, and I very much came down from this, which I'm hearing you say was like that toxic, well, I'm doing what God wants me to do and you're mm. not doing what God wants you to do. And so I'm right. You're wrong. Like that kind of attitude. Yeah. Sort of using God as a weapon. Yeah. To behaving yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> There was that, but it was, you know, with, with me, it was, um, it was being safe or giving the illusion of safety. Because one of the things that nice guys do is that, you know, or recovering nice guys even, right, is we'll be whoever you need us to be for you to approve of us. Right. And then you pair spiritual jargon to that. Now you have an infinite amount of rationalizations, yeah. right? And you have so much, like there was so much gaslighting. Oh, well, you're masculinized. You, you need to be in your feminine, right? And there's this like, you have to be in your feminine. And that's why I'm acting this way. It's because of you. And it's just like, there's so many different subscriptions and models and modalities and ways of being that are constantly being sold to you. And I'm a little bit disillusioned, just you and me right now and all of the people watching. <laughs> I'm a little burnt out on you know, the toxicity of spirituality, the spiritual industry, I think, right? And, and like okay. this sort of, to me, spirituality is just about becoming more loving and accepting of yourself and everyone around you. Okay. Right? Um, but it's sort of become like the new pickup artist strategy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't necessarily want to make it about that or anything, but I just know for me, from my experience, it was a way for me to rationalize my wounded behavior. It was a way for me to um, sort of kind of get away with more. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know what? Like, I, I love the feminine. <laughs> so I'm going to flirt with, you know, all of these women who are so, who are feminine and because I'm a safe person and whatever. Basically, I was, um, I pretended to be safe. And as a result, I ended up hurting a lot of people and I ended up getting into a lot, a lot of relationships and I made a lot of mistakes, right? I made a lot of mistakes to the point where I ended up getting, you know, my girlfriend pregnant, having kids, and then exploding into this, losing it all, losing them all. I lost custody of them. All because I wasn't grounded in myself. I was grounded in things outside of me. And like Michael Singer said, no one ever became okay fixing their outside world. Right. And I used, I used, you know, red pill. I used spirituality. I used all of these other different things to empower myself to take control of my life. But my life isn't something outside of me. My life is something that's inside of me. You know, it's my fucking life. And so yeah. that was um, the journey that I had to take in order to fall in love with what I am, which is a man celebrating that day in and day out and having that be enough right having that be enough and really coming home to myself and falling in love with uh my purpose which is to protect which is to provide you know which is to create structure and emotional safety for women and children for my woman and children and to empower other men to stop subscribing and outsourcing their well-being their autonomy their own power yeah finding it within themselves via transmuting their personal pain and falling in love with themselves like we were talking about at the beginning of this no for for sure and so this is the this is the thing too is i kind of want to i want to go back to your story because yeah. you had said um when we're, when we're talking about as far as like you coming back out of that, right? Like you're in it with your, 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 what your now wife or girlfriend kids and kids. Right. And now you're, you guys have come out of this, this whole situation and what, I mean, what does life look like for you now? Like, how did you go from, I lost custody, we're falling apart. Like, what was, I guess what I'm saying is what was like that? Like, Oh, like this is the shit I need to work on moment for you yeah <sighs> dramatic pause <laughs> um, you know we always like to think that it's like one thing because it sounds good in your keynote speech you know what i mean but yeah. the, the truth is it was the entirety of the two years that I was living in my car, peeing in a jack-in-the-box cup because there's no bathrooms in Los Angeles and sleeping at a truck stop in Long Beach, looking at my woman who's in a, her nervous system is fried and she's being more of a man than I am. She's squeezing out money from, from welfare, from resources, whatever she can to help us get through to the end of the day. You know, it was the multiple times where my son was clinging to us while we were visiting because they were living with grandma and grandpa. It was having multiple adults telling me, you are not qualified to raise your children because you're such 
a pussy, <laughs> you know, but because you're such a, a, with respect to the word, but you know what I mean, because you're such a coward, because yeah. you're, you're, so, you're not man enough, you're not responsible enough, and I hated them, I was so angry, right, and it wasn't really until enough had to be enough, I mean, how many times can you have your son beg you to come home, how many times do you have to explain to your eight-year-old that, you know, daddy can't take you home, because we don't have them because daddy doesn't have a shit together. Yeah. Doesn't have her shit together either, but I can wait for mommy. Right. Let's see how that works out, you know? And yes, everyone is responsible for their own lives, right? And their own internal worlds. But that's why we're talking is because why, why, why do men exist? <laughs> right? For the other half, why do the, why do the, why do women exist? We exist for each other. Mm -hmm. you take you bear everything down to the bare bones of biology what are we here for <laughs> you know yeah to help one another continue yeah. and, and, so and we can i mean and the thing is is what's and we can get into this a whole other a whole other conversation obviously most of my audience are high achieving women yeah. and so so much of this like it's a it's a really common coupling of like a high achieving woman marrying a pleasing passive man. Yeah. Right. And that's that dynamic of whatever child wound trauma, like that's unhealed in both of you guys, but you attract, you marry and now you're like, Oh, this isn't working. Like it's a very yeah. common dynamic. Yeah. In, and there are some, there are some pleaser, pleaser women and avoider women in this group too. But when it comes down to it, it's like, everything you're saying, it all just comes down to the fact that like, we, we really need to go back to the freaking basics, like yeah. this whole, okay, yes, feminism had its purpose and it was awesome. And it was a good run because women were being legitimately oppressed. And yes, there is still a gap in as far as equality goes, but it doesn't mean disempowering the other person. It doesn't mean, oh, we're now going to take on and be like men to show men that we can be like men, but better than men. And mm -hmm. all this toxic crap that, you know, our sons here, our sons internalize and pick up, mm -hmm. you know? And so I totally feel what you're saying because, you know, we say here and, and so many women just badmouth men and the masculine, like you're talking about is badmouth on a regular basis because of like what you're saying, as far as they're being passive, they're not stepping up to the plate. They're not taking their role as the man in the home and leading their family. And so on one hand, it's like, well, yeah, like, are we like, how do you respect that? But then on the other hand, it's like, well, you gotta, you, we have to, we have to switch back to like owning each and every one of our pieces and parts here, because yeah. if you're not, if you yourself as a woman aren't stepping into that role of your strong femininity, you're going to be rejecting the very thing you actually crave from your man. Mm. Mm. That's a wonderful point. I, I love what you were saying about like, well, how do we, what do we do about this? Right. right. Because I was, I was a passive man in my relationship. I was the professional victim. Mm -hmm. okay? And that's why I feel qualified to speak to it because I know that um, I wasn't in charge of anything and everyone suffered for it, mm -hmm. right? But one of the things that 
you said was, well, how do we, you know, obviously I can't force my man to step up. I can't change him. No one can change anyone. But what we can do is we can influence the environment to provide an opening for people to grow, right? And to return back to something that's primal, real, and authentic to themselves. That only comes from putting the sword down. And especially like we talked about, we talked, you know, we talked about what is one of the unfortunate byproducts of the masculinization of women, right? Through throughout the last 50 years. It's the disconnect from your emotions. It's the disconnect from your feelings. And it is the insidious concept this idea that vulnerability now is weak weak. right it's it's weakness and i'll be damned if i let any other you know what i'm like with the i I literally used to do like i'm not kidding you my husband would say okay here comes the head because i legit was like oh hail to the no you are not going to talk to me like this and blah blah, blah, blah out the mouth out and it would obviously do nothing <laughs> it would accomplish nothing <laughs> when the next starts bobbing run yeah i'm with you y'all need to just shut it down the second you feel that tinge you know you're just like oh time time i gotta yeah. go. i gotta breathe i gotta meditate <laughs> I, you know i um I know from personal experience just how that affected because when I, when I think about my relationship, because here's the thing, my woman was very masculinized from her trauma. All of the men for several generations had abandoned and left all of, you know, the, it was a matriarchy, right? And that's fine. But every single, three generations of, yeah. of wounded women And the main belief that stems from these experiences is men cannot be trusted. As soon as we got pregnant, the first thing that she told me was, hey, I got it from here. Yeah. If you want to dip, dip. But she was expecting me. Right. But and real quick, because to your point, what you said about the matriarchy, it's like, well, that's fine. That's just exactly what that is. It's it's to, yeah. you can survive that way if yeah. you have to you can survive that way but we are not trying to just survive yeah right so sorry continue um but yes back to, back to what you were saying as far as she told she was expecting you to dip she was expecting you to live as the bottom dweller that she was used to yeah and i I validated that. I still, I stuck around from my own wounding too, right? Like I made the decision to parent the child, parent my kids, because I was like, my chip on my shoulder, my wounded story was I'll be better than my dad, right? Like my dad was, you know, he was a sentient ATM, you know what I mean? And I was like, my relationship to the masculine was fuck you, (laughs) right? I'm gonna do that, even though I have no idea how, I have no idea what that means. I have no idea what my responsibilities are. I just saw my dad and believed, okay, 
when you have kids, your dreams die and you go to college and you get a job. That was it. That was my only frame of reference, not to blame him. I absolutely love my dad, but that was my right. world. Okay. Right. And so I wasn't prepared at all for it. When I get that job and I'm paying for everybody, how do I handle anything else? Right. How do yeah. I handle anything else? And to your point, we survived. We absolutely did. I, I brought in money from pizza delivery for six years, right? Six, seven years. And she brought in money the way that she knew how. We're both on food stamps and, and the house is a mess and we're always fighting. Yeah. It was close to a decade of, of this being normal. Mm-hmm. And then oh, uh, what happens from that? In that container, we we sink to the level of our training and if there's no fucking training you sink to the level of whatever just feels good and numbs the pain this is something that ended up leading to her relapsing to heroin addiction Mm. and it led to me caving in and exploding this house we got to the point where she ended up getting addicted uh grandparents find out right swarm in call cps and we take off we pack up the 2016 honda accord and we with the kids and everything that we own we throw away 99 percent of what we have and we run we leave california and we're hiding in the midwest (laughs) okay right with friends very, very, my God, understanding friends. I still owe them a conversation and apologize. <laughs> but like, so we're, we're hiding in the Midwest. We're, we're, you know, finding whatever money that we can to eat and to continue feeding this addiction. And this whole time, I'm like, she's the devil. Mm. Is she, <laughs> right? Is she Richard? You know, is it her fault? Who's driving? Who is driving this car? But I had no backbone. I had no spine. I, was, I wasn't grounded in anything. You know, one of my mentors, he says, only live by words with which you have defined. Mm-hmm. We, we say words like commitment. We say words like virtue or like, you know, trust, loyalty, humility, whatever, right? Divinity. Has anyone opened up the dictionary and really looked at what it means and have you checked in with your body as to how you resonate with it at present what is your opinion of yourself and so my opinion of myself was so low that okay yeah sure let's take off let's run from the law (laughs) let's hide because i don't want to feel pain because i can't handle it well you're just in a you're just in a state of reactivity and survival at that moment right nothing like you said you're not grounded you're not thinking at your higher self you're you don't even know what that is right and that's where that leads you and it's interesting too is like okay so she's she's in her addiction she's running from her pain and you're running from your pain but i'm but i'm interested because you're you're sitting here like how, how i i see this and hear this so often of the man just truly just blaming all of his problems on his wife being such a bitch, right? Just such a controlling, nagging, you know, strong, 
tough, right? Like all the words of basically going forth to the masculine energy that women exude as yeah. a result of not having the masculine energy in their home, right? And it, it goes both ways. It's not totally a cause and effect, but you know. So yeah, to your point, I mean, you guys are just both running from your pain together. Yeah. And um, in his book, the masculine in relationship, which is a mandatory read for anyone in relationships, my opinion, right? It's one of the greatest books ever written, but um, he says, you may or may not be the problem, but you yeah. are the solution. I love that. And so when I heard that, and, and because men are so wounded, they take that shit personally, that drives me nuts drives me nuts like i i cannot stand it anymore because i know and, and i also have compassion for it that's why i have a career right it's because right. i can hold for them feeling that way oh yeah. well, what a right she's a monster maybe yeah. <laughs> but you can bring out the sex kitten and the sandwich maker and the, you know like you can bring out the flower in her that is the fucking point of the masculine is to be able to inspire and draw that out. My job is to draw that out of you. Mm -hmm. When, when I take responsibility for me, the monkey on my shoulder, my bag of rocks, right? And I stop bleeding and projecting out onto her. And so we're both two people, two unconscious, scared people. And here's the thing. I'm already, I already have a coaching practice. I'd already read everything, right? Like I knew consciously, this is all wrong. This feels wrong. This is not in alignment, right? Like none of it, none of it is right. And I still did it, right? Because I was so like disconnected from my own masculinity. Consciously, people can perform personal development all day long. It's knowing you can know a lot and do but, that damn thing with it dude like absolutely it's there's a there's a such a fundamental difference between knowing what the answer is mm -hmm. and living yeah and so one of the other things that one of the the patterns it sounds like i'm being mean to myself but i really am celebrating shit out of how far i've come but like one of the things that happened with personal development was like i was able to point out <laughs> right like the psychology of our dysfunction. So now I'm able to diagnose the two of us, you know? Congratulations, Richard. Now what? Now well, what yeah. You know, you have daddy issues. That's just, it, it, that's your fault. <laughs> Take responsibility. What? <laughs> right? Like, Jesus. And so it's one thing to know, it's another thing to live. Um, and so when I heard that, you may or may not be the problem, but you damn sure are the solution. What does that mean? What, is, what does that mean? That means I can create change mm -hmm. in my relationship. I can get us out of here. Mm -hmm. Now, I realize that in the middle of the worst time of my life, you know? That was, God, about six months, about a, close to a year ago. Because this how it happened in 2021. Like I started 2021 in a jail cell in Chicago, losing custody of my children. 
And then they, my, my parents, God bless them, they fought like hell to make sure that the kids stayed in the family. So they flew my kid, they took him to the hospital and they took him to a foster care for three days and then they flew them out to California. Those were the longest three days of my life. Yeah. Because oh. I, have, I, have a, I have a complete stranger being like, hey, you can see your kids for five minutes, each of them terrified out of their mind inside of a van you don't know and I have to explain to them that everything's going to be okay when I don't know that yeah that kind of pain does something to a person I can't I can't even I can't even fathom um but thank you so much for sharing that so openly because so many people need to hear that story like there's so much power and what you said earlier about you sound like you're being mean to yourself, but you're really so proud of yourself of how far you've come. It's like, you know, that it's so true. It's like looking back at our old self, I can't recognize myself five years ago. I look at my, like five years ago and I'm like, I think of the way I handled friendships, the way I handled, you know, my husband, my kids. I'm, I mean, completely, I would not even recognize her today. And it's, yeah. And it is so now you can, you get to the point where you just recognize hurt and other people mm -hmm. and you stop hating them for it or resenting them for it. So I heard what you said when you were like, oh, when I hear guys get mad at this quote, right? Like they get pissed because of whatever. And it's like, well, you, like, what you're feeling is like that old you, right? It's like that old sense of you where you're just like, I used to feel the same way. And I just want to go back in time and slap myself just like I do you a little bit, but I still <laughs> love you, but I still love you. Right. And so I know, yeah. I know I can help you because I've been there. I've walked in those shoes, right. I'm not going to come at you with like a, like from a place of judgment. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I do believe that is a core reason why my career is starting to take off to the extent that it is, is mm -hmm. because I'm the last person on earth that's going to judge you for cheating on your wife i'm the last person on earth that's going to judge you for having an addiction having a problem wanting to die resenting your kids because you don't even give yourself space to feel or say any of that out loud so yeah. where does it go it goes in and down if you allow it to go up and out it's out of you yeah right so i did for a long time i felt like i was like my, my career like with my with my practice i was screaming into the void of the past mm -hmm. right through every single person. Now it's a little bit different because I do recognize myself and, and I love the version of me that I recognize in them yeah. because that journey, that's the journey to self-love is seeing the guy who blew up his family, who traumatized his kids, who let his woman down, who let his mom down, who let his dad down, let everyone, everyone mm -hmm. and loving the shit out of that kid. Mm-hmm. That's what I was. I was a child, mm -hmm. third-year-old man child. Just, well, you didn't hug me. You didn't teach me how to be a man. What the fuck, man? Right? And yes, yes, you're absolutely open to you. You are valid in that. You have a point. You're even right. Yeah. Who gives? Yes. Who cares? What are you gonna do now? Yeah. Right. So that was the journey to really integrating right well, the but owning that right owning that like just simply saying like because so many of us judge ourselves for the I mean I can't tell you how many times I've been on a therapist couch or talking to a coach and I'm like son of a bitch I 
thought this wasn't bothering me anymore you know <laughs> and it's and it's um but it's the ego at, at its best like it's just like oh i'm just supposed to be perfect now or i can't like i can't tell you how many times i've found myself in in like covert self of judge like place of judgment of myself i don't even know i'm doing it even though I am self-aware and I have done all this growth, like I still find myself in places of like, shit, I'm judging myself for my past already. Again, I didn't know that, but there's so many layers to growth. There's so many layers of development. You never just arrive. Would you agree yeah. with that? Would I? You think you get to a spot where you're just like, good. You got it. No, no. I feel that you get to a spot to where when someone brings that into your awareness, you don't dwell on it anymore. Totally. The response time. Oh, in, yeah, for sure. That's where I, that's where I feel I am right now. I got a spanking from <laughs> a, a, a colleague of mine. We had set something up to do a collab and talk, right? And she's the ultimate Jewish mother. I love her so much, right? <laughs> she's an Israel. Like we had set something up. I ghosted her. I flaked. She hits me up and just rips me like you're like with with love and all of the things because she's like I don't care you know what I mean like I this is no skin off my back but I want you to be aware of this yeah right because you know the people that you that have been with you from day one you don't nurture and foster those relationships just like any relationship they're gonna feel taken for granted fuck you oh the dry the clients have dried up oh no if only you had a network right of people who supported you from the fostering being responsible for these relationships but like i i literally i felt like mommy was you know about to spank the shit out of me and i like i felt the 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 desire to defend myself but i stayed open and i stayed completely open and i was like you know what you are absolutely right i take complete i you know i take 100% responsibility for flaking, for ghosting. I apologize. I hope that we can absolutely resolve this. This is what I feel we can do moving forward. Now, who the fuck is that? <laughs> That's not me. You know, that wasn't me. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry. Oh my God. Let me try and make you laugh. Let me put on the clown suit. Let yeah. me do whatever it is I have to do to get you to smile again, to, to forgive, to, to let me off the hook. Now, in every interaction, every single interaction, I'm okay with losing you because I know that doesn't mean anything about me. <clears throat> and that makes you trust me more. Right. That's the difference though. Like you said, the feeling was still there. The feeling yeah. of, I want to defend myself. The difference is you didn't let the feeling hop in the driver's seat and take the show. The difference yeah. is I recognize this feeling. I accept where it's coming from. I'm aware of it. And I know it's a lie right now. I know the better way out for myself is this way. And that's the difference, right? Getting to that point of distinction too. It's yeah. like you get, <laughs> uh, Anthony DeMello, he said, the answer to all of your problems is awareness and understanding. Yeah. And you can argue that there's a lot of validity to that, you know? Because you don't know what you, and until you can make the unconscious conscious, it'll direct your life, and you'll call it fate, right? Like Carl Jung said. Yeah. So, or then, 
So that awareness internally, what it does is it returns you back to what Viktor Frankl called the last of the human freedoms, Mm -hmm. choice. When a man learns how to feel everything and then choose the right thing. Yeah. That's uh, Jordan Peterson actually talks about that as far as men should be absolutely formidable. They should be, they should be so capable of just annihilating an enemy, but it's the fact that they don't Yeah, makes them strong. Right. It's like the sword sheathed. And I don't know what Bible verse that is for me, but um, as far as his quote goes, he talks about that and picks it apart. It's not that it's the fact that this man is a sword wielding freaking you know, like just rock star who could totally take on any army or fight, but he knows to keep it sheathed, you know, and I just think that that's so on point. So Richard, speaking in relationships, right? I know there's a lot of women listening going, okay, I know all of this. I'm doing my, I'm, I feel like I'm doing my work. I feel like I'm in the self-growth area. I'm doing, I'm running my business, right? And no matter what I say or how I say it, I feel like my man just won't come around. Mm. What would you say to them? Besides have your husband call me. (laughs) Yeah. Took it right out of my Um. But yes, that's, that's an option. But there are lots of men who are just like, I don't, I don't need a coach. I'm not going to see a coach and you know, all of that. So that's Um, first thing I, the first thing I would need to know is what has come around. My man won't come around. I don't know what that means. I don't have context. So, um, he's passive. He's a pleaser. (laughs) He's a toxic agent in the relationship. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, uh, first thing is, why are you here? When you can, when you can answer that honestly, then you can decide to do something. Their advice is meaningless. Yeah. Self-awareness is everything. So let's get honest. Right now. You're saying, when you say, why are you here? You're saying she needs to identify first with her own purpose. Yeah. Yeah, let's start, let's right. start with clarity and and conviction okay because clarity and conviction are the the catalysts for creating any kind of change but why are you in this relationship mm-hmm. let's be real and have you said those reasons out loud to a safe person because mm-hmm. i've heard i have heard it the reason my skill set has allowed for the wives to open up to me right so I have heard everything that you've heard in terms of yeah. uh, we have kids. Yeah. Our family up together, right? Uh, um, we've been together for 15 years. You have time, you have finances, and you have kids that are growing up and realizing that, oh, relationships are supposed to suck. And mommy's supposed to cry at the kitchen table by herself in the middle of the night with a cup of, you know what I mean? Chardonnay. Okay. Solid. Yeah. Thanks. But, right. and, and and that's I mean no judgment in that because it's like that's what you're if you if that, that's where you're at and you're listening like I mean I remember living that life yeah but oh. that's it that's that's it let's just start with that right, right. because I'm not because there is no, absolutely- that is a starting point you're absolutely right 
So we have, we have this point of truth. Mm-hmm. When you allow this mm-hmm. to, you find your power back because this just get, what is the truth? That is the thing that'll set you what? Free. <laughs> and so the ability to express that, mm-hmm. what it does, what I've seen it do is, okay. <sighs> now, how do I truly feel about it? Mm-hmm. What do I truly want out of this? Because we talk about polarity, we connected on that, mm-hmm. right? Because concept of polarity you have the masculine and you have the feminine you have the imperatives of the masculine and you have the imperatives of the feminine well there is this thing called feminine self-worth this this idea that you have to know and love yourself right in order to uh, um have the relationship that you want yes so the baseline of yeah. self Truth will expose you. Yeah. When you're willing to face that pain, right? Yeah. Then we return back to, okay, do I actually love myself? Because here's where the metal meets the meat. Do I love myself enough to brave the wild west of finances? Do I love myself enough to face my kids when they ask why mommy is no longer with daddy? Yeah. Do I, do, I, do I love myself enough to face my own feelings, my own shame at not making it work, okay? Mm-hmm. And do I love myself enough to change and become even more open, mm-hmm. more trusting of myself and stay soft? Because right here, this precipice, the situation that you just uh, um, alluded to, that is the perfect opportunity to succumb to your wounds and to become harder. Yeah. To put more armor on, yeah. more padding, and keep men from your heart. So now the next guy that you date, he's going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, no look- one's no one's winning there, right? Like you're not getting ultimately what you want. You're you have this illusion of control and illusion of safety. In all reality, you have a wall that's blocking you from what you truly crave, which is a deep, meaningful connection. Yeah. You guys can grow together. And I totally agree. I, I'm curious because one thing that I say a lot, and I know like, cause women will call me and they think like, cause I'm marriage empowered. I'm all about the marriage. Right. And so when I have to bust through the hard truth and just simply say like, yeah, you should, probably leave they Mm. really 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 hate hearing that and I don't blame them because I remember when I was told that about my relationship and I was like no screw you like I'm supposed to be like tell me the things to do like give me work right like what do I need to do and um like give me hope and I think like I I personally believe that I I wish I wish women would leave earlier and I and hear me Mm. when I say this because I know this is gonna ruffle some feathers but What I mean by that is I mean that when you say stepping into your feminine self-worth and Mm -hmm. evaluating your standards of how someone will be treating you, 
it's not a, okay, I'm just going to keep nagging you and yelling at you or telling you to stop treating me this way or start doing this or whatever. It's just a matter of, Hey, this is how I, I'm, I get treated. And if yeah. you can't, if you cannot do that, then we aren't going to work Bye. And I don't, and I don't mean go file divorce, you know, whatever. I, I mean, separation. I wish women would at least entertain the thought and no, actually act on separation way earlier because what happens is they get to this place because when women stay and and before a woman leaves truly leaves she she's left a long time ago yeah and then it's like the man has the oh shit moment this is like i see this so often i know so many therapists get those desperate calls i know you do from men oh shit she's leaving me but here's the thing. Now he's woken up. He's ready to really do the work and fight. And yes, by all means, this really sucks that sometimes this is what it takes for this to happen. But you guys have been trapped in this pattern of toxicity and like just a mess of pain that you guys can't see clearly. So you're just going to stay in it and stay in it and stay in it until you absolutely break down and harden to such a point that when he's ready to do the work, you're like, nah, dude, I already pieced out a long time ago emotionally, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know. That's kind of what I'm like. I'm really like, I, Hey, Oh, you're in such a good spot right now. Like you still love him. You still want him to get better. That's awesome. But you can't control that. You can't make that change for him. But you can respect yourself enough to not allow it to happen anymore. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? The first book to ever change my life was a book called Conversations with God. And in that book... Um, the premise is like the author writes an angry letter to God and then God starts writing his ass back. Right. And he was talking in the book they you know, they talk about relationships and they talk about leaving and staying and they talk about why everything at the end of the day, this is my favorite part about spirituality itself, right? Not the industry, not the trend, but the, the act of it is People are always acting out of love, whether consciously or unconsciously. Like when that's, that is who we are, okay? At our core, our fundamental universal spiritual core. So when that becomes the intention, it's even more empowering because in, it, in the book it said, even an abuser is abused yeah. when a continue the abuse powerful can you hear that powerful you really you really let that land you really hear that and you think i love doesn't have rationale <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. like love is so much bigger than our mental concepts and judgments of it so when you think about a man that you love who is abusive maybe just verbally maybe just emotionally or in any capacity Loving him does not make you dumb, doesn't make you weak. Yeah. It's fucking idiot. Let's start there. Yeah. And you can love that person enough to leave. Mm -hmm. You can love that. I love you too much to see you be this person. 
Yep. I love you too much to see you hurt me. And by doing so, because I do believe we are all one at that core, you know, like energetic level. Mm -hmm. Do you do this to yourself? Yeah. So that is empowerment, right? That there's a difference yeah. between leaving because fuck you. Right. I deserve right. Like yeah. I just so much better than this. I'm gonna go listen to the YouTuber who told me, sis, right? Yeah. Here's your just leave his ass. <laughs> no. Completely different that, energy. That's wounding itself. Yeah. Because it's another one, it's another place of avoidance, it's another place of protection, it's another place of defensiveness, right? At energy how is it supposed to uh, uh, protect itself but then you go to love yeah you think about the power of love not hatred you think about the power of love i love you and me right enough to do what is right right and hold space for the hope that maybe not that we'll get together but hold space for the hope that you become who you were meant to be right because i am going to go on that journey that is the power of influence hold space hold space i think that that just right there like that's so powerful because so many people don't look i remember i distinctly remember my friend saying well it sounds like you should separate from him and i remember my reaction i was disgusted i was like mm -hmm. as a christian woman you are sitting here telling me that I should just get up and abandon my husband because he's doing this, that, and the other. That's not what Christian women do. Right. And like all the, all the Thanks. trauma coming back from that. But I'm yeah. like, but I, but I was so, and I know so many women hear this, right. And it's like, but what you just said was absolutely epic. And the truth of the fact of you're not willing to accept the life that he's even willing to accept for himself. And it's mm. not a control. It's not a, hey, I'm going to leave and hope to manipulate you into being this person. It's I'm going to leave because I won't tolerate being treated like that. I won't even allow you to tolerate treating me like that. And I'm going to go and hold space. And what he does with it is what he does with it. And what you do with it is what you do with it. But the most important thing is what you do with it, because that's all you can do. Right. Yeah, it is. It I had it. It was very profound. <laughs> it's, uh, it's doing what's best for both of you, right? Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? Leadership is doing the right thing and having everyone's best interest in mind. When you remove ego, when you remove survival mechanism and you just return to love and you, you operate from that place, that frequency, yeah. then you realize that, you know, love is powerful enough to heal him and it's powerful enough to heal you and you don't have to be together in order for that to happen yeah and here's where god comes in right trusting the big guy to be like okay you know what this person has learned this less their lesson this person has learned their lesson now we can return from a clean place yes and healed. Space this is atonement. Healing. Yes. Right? This yes. is this is the prodigal son returning to the father. Forgive me for I have sinned. Right. To the woman, forgive me for I have sinned. Now, now she has an empowered choice. 
can do I choose right right to to accept this new man but I work all the time with like hey I want to change so I can keep my woman okay I respect it I get it I get it but being the workers that you and I are we see the 30,000 foot view and the 30,000 foot view goes bro you got to change for you you have to absolutely fall in love with this become whole unto yourself because yeah. what it does, what it does is you become whole, right? And then you have this whole ass other person. This dissolves codependency. Yeah. Because yep. at the center of it, at the nucleus of your relationship is choice. Yeah. That is the most empowering thing. That is the most attractive thing. Because now because- you can sharpen. Iron sharpens iron. Now you can sharpen <laughs> each other. Now you can grow together. Yes. But only- only coming into that spot of being whole yourself first. Yes. Yeah. I love, I love that so much. Um, I had so many conversations with my husband and, and, and I hear this from clients too, where they're like, just tell me what coach to see, tell me what therapist to go to, just tell me what I need to do to make you happy. And it's like the second you hear, right. The second you hear that, it's just like, that's exactly what you don't need to do. Like, yeah. I, you know, like you said, we respect the effort and the, and the motivation of like, I don't want to lose you, but to your point, like you cannot have a good relationship with anyone or be good with anyone if you are not whole yourself. So if you're not seeking that healing and growth for yourself, yeah, it's, she's never going to be enough to change for her. Yeah. It's, it's using a whole ass other person as to fill the hole in your soul. And then you end up pedest when you pedestalize a woman. I did this. I was a king, king pedestalizer. Okay. You end up dragging both of you down. Mm -hmm. Right. When you pedestalize yourself, when you pedestalize your man, then you end up dragging him down. What did that look like for you? Because I think, I think that's not really talked a lot about in the Mm -hmm. sense of like, I think the negatives of, how we treat people or look at people, but to hold someone up on a pedestal, like why was that such a negative impact for you in your relationship? What did that do for you internally? It's a great question. Uh, so I, I pedestalized uh, women based off of looks and the way that that made sense to me was the hotter my girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. the more accepted into the tribe of the guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, th- so then women became my ticket to masculine acceptance so that daddy could finally look at me and he could see that I was man enough and I passed the test and I'm worthy, worthy and valid, I'm validated, right? And um, so then I became whoever she needed to say yes to. But the second she disagrees with me, the second she did something to piss me off, the second she didn't respond to a text message or right or talk to some other dude or whatever the fuck it was, the glass would shatter. Yeah. And I'd be like, you let, how could you do this to me? How could, oh, 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 oh how could you let me down? Right. 
and that is the power and the the danger of pedestalizing. I, I have so much compassion for these nice guys and these dudes who like, I can't leave her because I'll never find someone as attractive, right? Like, it sounds dumb, but I, I get it. I get it because of what, you know, what you have made that mean about you and how the belief that is manifested in your physiology. Yeah. You feel like you are going to die. Yes. Right? So, no, I, I mean, I get it. But that is a danger. That is what I did, right? They were my, women were the hole in my soul, and women were my ticket to masculinity. My ticket to masculinity. I freaking like that's some deep level self awareness shit right there. And I freaking love it, especially because women are not really, women aren't any different in the sense of using that same golden ticket right is like because if I fell in love with you and I chose you and you're acting this way right what does that mean about me and it all comes full circle right is when we make them and their stuff about us versus what am what is it saying about me you know not like oh like but in in like in the same in the same instance of like oh he like you just said you took it from victim to poor me to I wish he would because this means this means he doesn't love me or this means he doesn't respect me. It's, but what is it saying about yourself and your responses to him? And that's, that's like you said, that's the trigger. That's the tipping point to like, you're going to grow and you're going to do awesome and you're going to flourish or you're going to sink down into victimhood and feel stuck in your circumstance, you know? Yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole level. There's a whole new playing field when you have two people that don't need one another to become valid as yeah. people, you know, yeah. it's, it's a playground then, because then you want to give them roadhead and make them a sandwich. And then you <laughs> want to take breath, wash the dishes and you want to pay the bills and completely yeah. spoil, give her a black credit card with no resentment, go to town. It's black Friday, buy everything, you know, it's that fills you up. But that playing field is only uh, uh, available to those who have created the baseline of I am whole, I am enough, I am I am good. You were fine without this person <laughs> beforehand. You needed to be anyways, if you weren't. Right? Yeah. But then also to, to that point is if if you're not there, if you're not there and you are in a relationship, then you get to leverage that relationship to be a container for growth to return to yourself yeah that's what i love about them mm-hmm. so passionate about it right it's because a, a relationship is the olympics yeah. of per- and returning back to oneself and learning how to truly love yes and i feel like to put that in perspective, just like what you just said, is that doesn't it doesn't have it doesn't mean you have to leave in order to have that. You can still get all of that within, and as Richard has shown too, within your relationship. It doesn't it doesn't mean you have to leave the other person. In some cases, it does. In some cases, it like it, it toxic as far as abusive, emotionally, verbally, physical, whatever. It means you do, but. It, it, it's completely possible for you to realize, oh, I still need to work on me and being a whole person outside of this individual that I'm currently married to. 
within the walls of your marriage and it's totally capable. So I, I did want to throw that little thing out there, but Richard, so awesome to have you on. Thank you so much for being here. I know it was such a valuable conversation and so many women and men need to hear it. So I can't wait till this goes live on the podcast. Tell the women where their men can find you. <laughs> where, where can they follow your content and learn and um, understand their men better? All of the things. Yeah. Well, I know that I, I can only assume that your audience's husbands um, are all on TikTok, right? Like they can- <laughs> most, most people are. Yes. <laughs> that's, where I, that's where I found you was on TikTok. Yeah, I love that idea that people are like, I can't go on TikTok. My ideal client isn't there. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm on TikTok at Richard Lonsberry. Uh, okay. I'm, and Facebook is, Facebook is, TikTok is where you agree with me. Facebook is where you fall in love with me, right? In terms of, I get this content. I understand and it speaks to me. Most right. guys have reactions, either fuck or yeah. <laughs> fuck this guy, right? Yeah. And um both of them end up leading to clients anyways, but Facebook and TikTok are the, probably the best ones. And then my email, the restored man, right. At gmail.com, uh, the restored man, you can, uh, get into my Facebook group through my profile, Richard Earl Lonsberry or TikTok. I'll just send you two links. Um, as a, as a, gift i suppose or what like the best way i can think to serve is for anyone who comes through you right um i'd be more than happy to have a a couple's coaching call like free of charge just like it just that's that is my invitation just to get a bare bones you know idea of context as to where you are and what you would like and how to make that happen right you'll walk away with an actionable plan to polarize and really re-spark your relationship if you have a willing party awesome yay thank you so much and for those of you who have stayed on this whole time thank you for listening i do have one more thing for you do not forget to sign up for my boundaries workshop that's going to be december 8th at 10 a.m mountain and 12 p.m central so do not forget that It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk all things boundaries, how to implement them, what you're doing wrong and why they're going to help you uh, establish a deeper, meaningful connection with your spouse and any relationship really. So, all right. Thank you again, Richard. You have been the bomb.com as always. And uh, let's stop this recording now.